Craft Beer Radio, episode 146, on October 12th, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where fizziness is next to godliness. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. Michigan Part 2? That's what we're doing here. So we had the, uh, to the winner go the spoils last week. We did a bunch of Michigan beers, and we got more, thanks to uh, the Brew Bubba's. What we decided to do this time is sort of a hoppy experience. Yeah, uh, to Michigan the hops go Michigan. From the hops. Yes. That's it, Michigan from the hops. There we go. So let's start off with one of the – let's work our way up. All right. And um, I want to do really. more Dragon Mead because we did Dragon Mead last week, and it didn't impr- impress us all that much. Right. Um, this one is their extra special bitter. This is the Sir Williams. And we're hoping that it – It's not exactly re- hobby beer. Redeems the uh, brewery's name. All right. So pale ale malt along with aromatic and crystal malts. Combined with Galena and Fuggle hops, original, original gravity of one point zero five zero, alcohol by volume of four point eight percent, just a little over one standard drink. So I mean, with you know Fuggle hops, it's definitely an English style, extra special bitter, not a hoppy American one like you might get from Anderson Valley. Which is good because I tend to like the maltier ones. Although I'm definitely getting hop aroma off of this. Uh, I'm not now, sure. what is Galena? I don't think I'm, I've heard of it, but I'm not sure I really know what it tastes like. I'm, I'm smelling um, kind of a earthy, a little bit um, dairy, like maybe a cheesy type aroma in the hops. You get that at all? Now I think I'm picking up a little bit of spearmint. Maybe, you know, the closest thing that, that comes to mind is maybe a little bit of a mozzarella thing, but maybe that's only because you mentioned it. I don't know if I would pick it up if you didn't mention it. It's pretty bitter for yeah. ESB. Good amount I mean, of bitterness for it. Extra special bitters are not really a very bitter beer in general compared to, say, IPAs or something like that. This one has a, a, a distinct lingering bitterness to it, mm-hmm. and the maltiness is not really is not coming to terms with it. The bitterness is a little bit over uh, what I would expect. I, I think it's... I think it's there. I mean, maybe a little more maltiness to kind of bump it up a little bit, but I'm getting a nice little orange oranginess in the malt. And then bitterness comes through. It's not really like a citric type tartness to it. It's more of a, let's see. Or usually we think about hops. You're thinking either you're more citrusy or you're kind of grassy. Right, that, that's those are your general scales. This one is almost a little soapy. Is, I, I don't know. It's uh, I'm getting kind of like a leaf vegetable or something. I mean, spinach isn't quite right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's almost a little vegetably. That's a yeah. good good way to put it. Uh, a little bit of I don't know kale, maybe no, I mean, probably more like baby romaine. Spinach, but... So, yeah, some sort of lettuce-like romaine-type flavor. So it's got a little bit of of a bitterness with it. So kale was another good choice. When you go into vegetably, you're kind of – you're bringing up some flavors that are associated with some 
metals and stuff like that, copper, yeah. uh, and also like some compounds like sulfur. Yeah, generally that comes from DMS, the yeah. sulfide where sulfate, where it happens if a home brewer you know doesn't get good evaporation on their boil if they boil with a lid on or something like that, it wouldn't escape, it won't volatilize and get out of there. It's not excessively vegetably, but I think it's in there. And uh, the more I drink it, the less dry it seems. When I first took a sip, I'm like, oh, that's a good dry, bitter beer. And now it's getting a little more sweetness building on it. So yeah. After sip, after sip. It, it does not strike me as a, a particularly well-manufactured ESB if that's what they were going for. To style, I would not rate this very high as an ESB. Do you get any uh, diacetyl in there? Any butteriness? Because that would be kind of okay in low levels in this style. And that might be why I feel it getting sweeter and sweeter. I'm not sure if I really pick it out. I'm not picking out. I think know, I do. Gas will be sort of butterscotchy, right? You know. Yeah, butter popcorn. And I think it's after I talked for a while, I kind of got this little vaporization in my mouth that reminded me of like popcorn. So there, I think there's some di- diacetyl in there. I think that might be why it's tasting sweeter than I it seemed at first. It reminded me maybe a little bit, if, if there's any popcorn flavor, it's sort of the... Uh, the yellow cheddar cheese popcorn. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah, that stuff you buy in a cellophane bag, like yeah. the Lance cheddar cheese popcorn. You're you're not lying. Mm-hmm. There's there's some of that flavor in here. We did have another Dragon's Mead in the pre-show, and this was the Eric the Red Amber Ale. It's pretty good, and we like that one. That one was good, clean Irish red ale. A little hoppy, but not out of style. Just American influence on it, I would say. Nice and dry, good malt flavor. That was the best dragon's mead that we've had out of the three yeah. so far. This one, it's just, it's not working for me. If I were to, if I were to call a style on it, uh, which Peter Brookhart would yell at me for doing, but if I were to call a style on it, I would probably say American Pale Ale. There's, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I, I think ESB fits. I won't. I won't restyle or, or it. Really hobby amber. Yeah, I'm not gonna change style. I'm gonna keep it ESB. The uh, the Eric the Red. Uh, this is no Fuller's. This tastes completely different from like a Fuller's or something like that. Completely different. They're they're they are completely different beers. All right, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just saying I'll still call it an ESB. Let's argue. No, it's more fun that way. No, Eric, I don't have any ammunition. So, Eric the Red is um, an Irish red amber ale, and shocked me because I don't typically like that style. Not a big, not a big favorite of the Irish Reds. I like and, them fun, and I like that one. So I like a malty beer, uh, but you know, I didn't. Yeah, we finished it. We didn't throw it out. So mm-hmm. there's something to it. It was not a bad beer in the terms of a beer itself, but it wasn't. If you're looking for a malty ESB, something really nice and you know has a nice balance, not it wouldn't be my choice. All right, next Founders Dry Hopped Pale Ale. 5.4% alcohol by volume, 35 IBUs. Cascade hops. That's all I can get without marketing speak. So we haven't even talked about color yet. This is yellowish orange, right? It's it's pale for a pale ale, I would say. It's a golden color, very clear. Nice, nice tight, creamy head. Actually, from the looks alone... It looks more like what you would think a Pilsner would look like, like a Bohemian Pilsner, than an uh, an American Pale Ale. So here you go, Cascade. Cascade to me means grapefruit. Yeah, it's a little citric in there. It's not not a ton of floral. I just did a dry hopped Cascade beer, and uh, 
It smells a lot like this one in the aroma, yeah. for sure. Mine's actually a little more resiny. I, I kept it on the hops a little too long, and it got a little more resiny than I wanted. There's also a decent uh, maltiness to here, and I'm trying to pick up how to describe exactly how that maltiness goes. And I think I'll skip that and just start tasting. You better taste it, yeah. Very citric in the flavor. Mm. I mean, you got some malt in there to balance it out, but the hop flavor. Strong carbonation, too. Yeah. Which helps rub off some of the, the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not particularly bitter, 35 IBUs is not terribly bitter for, for a... What's the alcohol in this one? 5.4. It reminds me of Surly Bitter Brewer, which is a lower alcohol. It's a session beer, but it has a good bitterness to it. has that very orangey flavor. A very similar malt profile to it. It's also the pithiness. Uh, mm-hmm. Great for pithiness. The maltiness kind of reminds me of a bagel. Sure. Like, I'm thinking like more of a, like a multi-grain bagel, but sure. Yeah, a bagel, still, is, yeah. it tends to be a little bit more of a sugary dough mm-hmm. than, than a regular bread. Sort of a sweeter dough, but still kind of doughy. The grapefruit really comes on strong <laughs> the more I drink mm-hmm. it, uh, particularly in the back of my tongue. See, I'm getting more orange than grapefruit. I think recently we talked about like an orange marmalade without much sweetness to it, and I'm getting something very similar on this one. I think that the the malt tends to push down some of the big juicy grapefruit flavors, but it definitely, to me, cascade. Like I said before, cascade always brings about grapefruit feelings mm-hmm. in in my tongue, and so this is no different. I don't know how much of a difference a dry hopping makes, though. Maybe it makes it a little bit more resiny and uh, and bitter towards the end. I think it helps a lot. That hops you're getting full. The entire flavor is boosted by the dry hopping. The aroma is certainly boosted by the dry hopping. I mean, you don't get an aroma like that unless you put some dry hop in there. Very drinkable. Yeah, that's a good beer. Would go well with fish. Yeah, it's. I think it's just a good all-around pub food type beer. You can pair this with you know fries and burgers and... Probably not nothing with too much barbecue wanna, sauce I wouldn't or anything, want to do it with burgers or anything because you detract from the flavor of the beer too much. Mm-hmm. You'd lose some of the flavors. So that's why I'm thinking fish. Yeah, it's not really delicate like It's not necessarily though, delicate, so. but do you want a beer to just to wash down stuff or do you want to taste your beer well, as your taste? It has this bitterness. Food? It has a high carbonation, so it'll also cut all the fat off your tongue or something like a burger too. Yeah, but I mean you can do that with seltzer water too if you wanted to. Well, yeah, but seltzer water doesn't taste as good as this beer. No. But I, what I'm saying is if you're having a big burger, like, let's say, a, a bacon cheddar burger with barbecue sauce and caramelized onions, oh. you wouldn't taste this. This would just wash right, it right no, down. That, that's too big of a burger. I wasn't talking to anything. That might go good with you know some game like rabbit or something, too. Something with not a lot of fat in it? Yeah. yeah I'm just thinking, like, the gaminess of, like, a rabbit might go good with the maltiness and then, you know, the citric bitterness as well. Venison, yeah, yeah. something along those lines. All right, so probably next in our hop scale will probably be this Michigan Brewing Company beer. High Seas India Pale Ale. This is the one that last week uh, I misidentified. This is the gold medal winner at the 2006 World Expo of Beer. Unfiltered, dry hopped, elevated alcohol content. doesn't look particularly unfiltered. looks pretty crisp and clear to me. Well, maybe a little cloudy pretty clear i mean it's not filtered clear but has good clarity to it Ooh, that smells nice Ooh. nice tight creamy head again this one is uh an orangey brown copper yeah that smells nice oh yeah <laughs> that has 
big toffee, big hop, big big multi IPA is what we're gonna get here. Yeah, it smells like the combination of of maltiness with with the hoppiness and like you said, toffee, uh, nice sweet aromas to go along with the bit of a sharpness of the hops. A air freshener beer for sure. A little bit of um, the aroma on a little on the sweet side. It's like almost like cake icing. There's like a smell like the sugary cake icing. Smell again. See if you can get that at all. Does it come into your mind as well? I guess. You know, it's there. There's so many sugary things that basically are sugar. Yeah, right? I, so, I was trying to put words to that because I smell that a lot, and I just don't want to call it multi toffee anymore. There's another. There's another dimension there. So and frosting, it, it kind of hit me as, uh, as frosting. Yeah. Not cupcake frosting, like real cake frosting, like you know, like. Um, it's kind of like a, one of the sugary, cheaper frostings. It's not like a buttercream frosting or right. something. It's one of the sugary ones that you get from, you know, just grocery store. Grocery store birthday cake. Yeah. Maybe I'm also getting that because maybe there's some um, white cake type aromas in the, coming out of this, too. I like it. The, the malt's there, but it's only there for a second before the hops say, Hey, I'm in charge. And they stand up and they have this. I disagree. The malt's there all the time. Just making the point that the hops really push forward and say, "Hey, I'm the boss." Don't hops you think? are playing there. Hops are fighting them up. They're having a little competition. The hops win, but the you malt pineapple. You get some pineapple out of that. Pineapple, kind uh, of like roasted pineapple, right. like the stuff you get at the Brazilian steakhouse for dessert with the cinnamon on it. Unripe strawberry. Oh, that's nice. There's there's more fruits in that hop flavor. Very fruity. Maybe unripe strawberry does come through a little bit. I mean, when you first said it, I was thinking, no, that's too too bitter, too. But I'm getting some of that pinkish white, not not all yeah, white. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Kind of like what you normally buy at a grocery store in Pennsylvania. That amount of unripeness, because that's not you never get ripe strawberries here. You can't get the perfectly awesome strawberries. They're moldy by the time they get awesome. Yeah, they're like half sweet. And, and sour, you know, half of that mm-hmm. good stuff and half sure. sort of unripened and not quite great. So if you if you live around here, it's what you think a normal strawberry tastes like. Right. Check this out. A touch of cooked tomato. You know what I'm smelling right now? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Some sort of sugary cereal. I mean, Cinnamon Toast Crunch... <laughs> it's I, very I, specific, but I smelled... I took two sniffs to verify it. In both sniffs, I'm like... That smells like cinnamon toast crunch. Do you taste that little bit of cooked tomato there? I said cooked, then I didn't like raw. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not getting tomato. I'm looking at that kind of acidity. That it's not acidic, which is why it's not raw. Oh, okay, it's it's sweetness. You know, it's kind of like charred outside. Um, but you know, like the, a roasted tomato, yeah, or something? kind of like a meat. Yeah, yeah, roasted tomato. Just a bit, just a bit, not not a lot. Mm, I'm not picking that up. All right. We're kind of all over the board on this thing, you know. We go from fruits to now we're like, you know, I pull out the cinnamon toast crunch card. Well, I'm I'm trying to come up with different flavors other than oh, dark fruits. It yeah. tastes like cherry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or, or orange or, or tangerine. I'm trying to figure out some. Listeners gonna say we're trying too hard. <laughs> Maybe we are trying too hard, but I'm just trying to think of things that resemble this <laughs> flavored. In any way, and I also said cake icing and yellow yeah. cake. Yeah. We're, we're a little off. We're a little off the wall tonight, I guess. 
Or just expanding our vocabulary. I think that is the better one. That's a better way to describe it. I I am looking forward to. I was considering, you know, because I think about the show. Mm-hmm. I think about how to improve the show all the time, and you know, how about we always describe dark fruits <laughs> yeah. and citrus, tangerine, yeah, so similes. I, I want some extra stuff in there. I want to yeah. try to bring out some. Like I was really kind of proud of myself when we were at uh, New Belgium. And we were tasting from the Firkins, mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, I taste leek in there, and I, t- you know, I was picking right. up some yeah. things that I thought were, you know, for, for some reason my tongue was really active and was really picking up things great. Must have been the dry air. Maybe it was the dry air, but whatever it was, I, I was like tarragon was another one. Right, I, mean, right. I, I just started picking up the, these these really distinct flavors, and I wanted to kind of bring that back to the show. We talked about this before. I had read. One of Lou Bryson's articles, and he remember he's talking about. I remember the first time I smelled a beer, and I smelled fresh cracked granite. Yeah. And I, when I read that, it kind of opened my eyes. Like, oh, it doesn't have to be a food flavor. Right. I'm kind of getting back to that. And people might laugh when I said it smelled like birthday cake icing, but I really, honestly, smelled that in there. There's something to it. it it's not exactly on the ball. So we're saying all close. these weird things, but this beer. Get back to beer terms. Malty, lots of citric hops in there, and good. Very it, drinkable. It reaches very close to the man candy. Not quite. Doesn't quite hit it. What other beers are along this line? Any of those big backbone American IPAs, right? Yeah. Big malt backbones. Like um, Brooklyn East India IPA has a decent malt backbone to yeah, it. East but it's not, it's not the man candy deal. Yeah. So. I guess so, Alpha King uh, is it's um what's that one uh Bear Republic Racer oh, 5 yeah Racer 5 sure and move on to now we are getting to the um the stratosphere <laughs> of happiness yes I think we do the the uh, dark horse first all right this is double crooked tree india pale ale we had this on the show before all right. This is available in February. Limited supply. Double cooker tree is 12% alcohol by volume. Oh, I didn't think it was that high. So the other beer is actually lower in alcohol. Because <laughs> uh, our last beer is going to be Bell's Hop Slam, and that's a 10% beer. So I figured, oh, the double cooker tree can't be more than the Hop Slam. Well, guess what? I was wrong. They say it mellows and smooths with age. This bottle says that this beer is 13.6% alcohol by volume. 98 IBUs. 98 IBUs? <laughs> and it ages well. Well, I mean, with, with I guess with 13.6% alcohol, you better have 98 Dark IBUs. Horse is in Marshall, Michigan. They do the Crooked Tree, which is our IPA, and then the Double Crooked Tree. It smells pretty barley wine-ish, yeah. which I guess you would expect from high alcohol like this. I wonder, do we have a vintage on this at all? I don't see any kind of laser etching or uh, an inkjet on the bottle. I don't see anything stamped on the label. Um, we did this on we did this on the show before, so this is an opportunity for you to search our website and see what we thought of it last time and compare our thoughts this time. Because hmm. I honestly don't remember other than we thought it was pretty darn good. It's got some weird kind of tree tree man dude. Yeah, yeah. On it, he has a big mustache. Yeah. 
Smells like a barley wine. Uh, first off, I'm not really picking up anything particularly hoppy beyond an American barley wine. Yeah, I mean, to call it an IPA from the smell of it sounds a little absurd. But we'll taste it. We'll see. has a good aroma, though. Let's talk about what we do smell and not just... It's really... Fresh baked sugar cookies. Yeah, it's sugary. It's... it's um, Snickerdoodles. Lighter, a lighter molasses... Or brown sugar type aroma in there. Mm-hmm. Light brown sugar. But I think not the, a ton of alcohol in the aroma, but there's a little bit of evaporation of uh, volatilization there. It doesn't. It's smell hard to boozy. get this kind of malt without. Yeah, it doesn't know, smell boozy know. though. But yeah, like I said, I mean, some sort of freshly baked uh, sugar or snickerdoodle cookie. There's some bitterness in the flavor though. In the mouth, it's um, it's, I need I'd be using better. Hope so. Yeah, it's puckering, and this makes it taste not quite like your average barley wine, right? It's really bitter. It digs in your cheeks a little bit. It definitely there, does. There's some hop flavor there. It really, it it it. it, it <laughs> what's the best way I can put this? It fights really, really hard to balance out that mm-hmm. high malt and that the, high. Alcohol. The malt flavor is not. As warm and and embracing as I would have expected, like I yeah. took this big soft malty pillow, and it's it's kind of more of this slippery slide, and it's kind of tart. Not tart's not the right word because no. tart means it's soured. It's kind of raisiny. It's kind of that that kind of. I don't know if I'm Despite building a good mental the picture aroma, here. I would definitely call this a double IPA. Uh, this is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's too bitter to be uh, a barley wine, and mm-hmm. the 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 hops here are really fighting the good fight. You know, I think they're they're just barely losing out to the malt, but they're fighting a real good fight, and they're trying really hard to to penetrate, and they're doing a decent job. Getting a touch of current, or maybe like raspberry that's not quite that sweet. I can get a little fruitiness in the flavor. I think what what comes through more to me is sort of a simple syrup type sweetness with a little bit of maybe uh, sweet cherry. Okay. Instead of I, current, used, which should be more sour to me. Yeah, I've used uh, simple syrup a couple times recently, but this one's not hitting me that way. This one tastes a lot more developed and complex than when I I like to use you know a simple syrup you know analogy. I'm saying it has some... Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to... I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to say how I use simple syrup and how what I'm tasting in this well, one. That's all. That's the thing we should express once again. What show are mm-hmm. we? 146? Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, you guys were listening. You're not wrong either. It's what you taste in the beer. It's that, your that's tongue. That's the first time you've ever said that they're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just teasing. And this beer would age well. But it would probably just yeah. drop into a barley wine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's better. It's probably more unique hops. now. It's more unique. It's more unique right I, now. I don't think it would age. I, I think it would turn into a barley wine, essentially, if you age it. The you hops kind of get go lost in the crowd. You, you just turn it into a, you know, a sweet, malty beer with a little bit of hops. I don't think all... I mean, there'll still be significant bitterness there. I don't think it would really go sweet, but... 
It's an interesting beer because it doesn't smell all that hoppy. Yeah, it has a ton of ton of hops in there. It's uh, I, I think it's a it's an interesting twist in the style. I'm I'm uh, happy mm-hmm. to enjoy some with you. Cheers, cheers. So that was double crooked tree. We still got half a bottle left because he's thirteen point six. We'll yes, go back to him a little bit later, maybe. Let's do another rinsey rinse. Well, the dump bucket has added a new dimension to our show, hasn't it? Since <laughs> we've debuted it. At least it's all water. No <laughs> beers in there tonight. It's true. All right, final beer of the night. Bell's Hop Slam Ale. And this beer probably lives up to its name. I haven't had this in probably about a year and a half now, so I can't wait to see what it tastes like compared to my memories. It basically looks like one big hop with feet coming out of it, so apparently a it, guy It got fell and crushed yeah, a guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the label, I mean, it's not <laughs> the actual beer itself. Yeah, there's uh, no feet coming out of the Original beer. gravity is 1.087. ABV ten percent. So this is wow, two point five standard beers, standard drinks. If you were an Australian mate, yep. wow, that was horrible. God, that was, that was horrible. I apologize. The color on this one is uh, clearer. Uh, it, it's pretty. It's a pretty light copper. Yeah, light copper. Not quite orange. Definitely not golden. Light copper. It's a limited release, January 7th through February, so obviously this is a little bit old. Yeah, this one actually didn't come from the Brew Bubbles. This is a beer that um, Rick Sizemore brought. Oh, hey, state availability is the first time we announced this in a while, right? Florida, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Montana, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Wisconsin. Normally it's a lot of digging to figure those answers out, and I stopped doing those a long time ago. Hoppy aroma. I'm not really able to pick out what it smells like other than hoppy. I'm having a hard time. There's a little bit of maltiness there, but it's it's a more um, breadier, buttercrackery type aroma than than okay. what we had last yeah, time. Yeah, sort of a Ritz cracker type thing. Yeah. Uh, the the aroma hoppy, kind of a, maybe a bit of a spearmint twinge to it. A little bit of some sort of minty or rooty twinge. So maybe something along the lines of uh, wintergreen or mm-hmm. sassafras, something along those lines. Oh, there's the flavor I was looking for. Don't smell it, but I taste it. It's a sweet pineapple hop, aro- hop yeah. flavor. Yeah, sweet pineapple's a very, you know, it's pineapple that... Ooh, the bitterness really jabs you at the end, though. You getting that yet? Yeah, okay, at the end. Just so, the, covers your tongue and just like, bleh, bitter. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite desserts ever is just to take a little bit of pineapple and put it over a skillet and just caramelize it a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. It tastes amazing, and it tastes a lot like what this beer tastes like for about halfway through. Okay. And then, yeah, wham! Here you go. Here's some bitter for you. Yeah, it, it, the sugar's like keeping the bitterness like elevated off your tongue for a while, and then when that goes away, it's like, boom, bitter time. Yeah, and it's almost, it's almost too bad that they couldn't figure out a way to to keep the bitter rough. Because I'm, you've heard before if you're a fan of the show and you've listened to the last fifty. I don't know when the last time I you know, went on my rant about it, but. I'm not a huge fan of, of beers that give a sticky bitterness at the end. And this beer kind of has a sticky bitterness at the end. 
Yeah, it, it almost comes on cue too. It, it's interesting. It happened both sips. Let's tr- let's choreograph. Let's take a sip together and say when the bitterness falls right. on our tongue, okay? And kind of try to give it a play by play. So yeah. we're taking the sip. It's sweet. Lots of pineapple. Swallowed up. It, it's kind of like the flavor's kind of going away now. Sweetness, sweetness. Sweetness. And then bitter right now. It's falling on me. Bitter. It's, it's bitter. getting stronger, stronger, bitter, stronger. Strong. Stronger yet. Sticky. Stronger yet. Now it's it's full. And it's starting to fade now. It made me flum up a little bit. You know? And it, I still have bitterness on my tongue. It's covering my tongue. But it, it comes in this late wave. It, it, it brought it's out saliva just to, just to change mm-hmm. the bitterness a bit. Uh, then they... This I don't usually you know I don't usually read uh, marking speak but they call this a bitter a biting bitter tongue bruiser of an ale <laughs> tongue bruiser makes sense yeah, to if me. I was naming this beer I think I'd have to call it like aftershock or something because that that bitterness comes so late that it's like an aftershock on the beer maybe um, <laughs> yeah I would call this this tastes sweet then bitter dot com <laughs> <laughs> I think aftershock's a little more marketable. <laughs> Maybe, but I like the approach where you're just you know, saying it all. It's tongue bruiser, that's for sure. Before we go further, we would like to dedicate this show to Greg Noonan, who passed away on October 11th. Uh, he is a really pioneer in craft brewing and craft brewing culture in 1986. He published a book, Brewing Lager Beer, the most comprehensive book for it's home. It's still the most comprehensive lager book or book for loggers. When we were doing our BJCP classes, we always referenced Brewing Lager Beer. He was a uh, brewer up in Vermont. Vermont Pub and Brewery yeah, in that's uh, it. Burlington, Vermont. Cheers to uh, Greg Noonan Absolutely. in Brewing Cheers. Lager Beer. And uh, to his family, we... Uh, give our condolences and to everyone who just want to make sure people think about him because he is important to the craft beer industry and important yeah. to everything we say. So we dedicate this show to him. Hopefully. With that, maybe we move on to rankings. I guess, unless you want to talk about the uh, how bitter the uh, hop slam is anymore, but I think we've kind of conveyed it. Yeah, we kind It of has covered, a great fruity flavor up one. front, though. The, the pineapple, it's wonderful. The bitterness, you got to be ready for. Yeah. And if you're not ready for it, it's gonna it's gonna blindside you. So maybe you do need something to eat with this in order to kind of f- phase out the bitterness. And what would you say would go well with this in order if you oh, want to eat? Hell, man, I don't know. You need something sweet. I think you need something. I'm thinking like a sweet, like pulled pork sandwich or something. Like... I'm thinking even chocolate. I'm thinking going along mm. the lines of something almost dessert-like, just to get that bitterness a little bit away. That's right. I mean, a pineapple would go well with like a chocolate cake, yeah. and then some of the bitterness might be uh, counteracted by a sweetness of the chocolate. You could do a like like. I wonder what it would taste like with pineapple upside down cake. It would be a very interesting thing. Maybe a flan too, something caramely. Uh-huh. I went first last time, Jeff. You get to go first this time. Jeff is arranging the beers. In the order he wants to talk about them, while I give color commentary. If you've been watching baseball, Chip Carey was doing color commentary on TBS, and his favorite words seemed to be fisted. Fisted in the right center field. Fisted in the left. 
it certainly made for an interesting uh, broadcast when you hear fisted all the time because that brings up other connotations. Okay, I got my order. I'm not Good, sure. I'm not... I was talking about some nasty stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, give it to me, Greg. <clears throat> All right. So I'm not positive my order is correct, but I, I'm going to stick with it here. Uh, first beer, I'm going to put the Founders Dry Hop Pale Ale. I liked that orangeness, that that like cracker, the the oh, it remind me of Bitter Brewer. I just like that style of beer. Bell's Hop Slam, I'm going to put number two. Because it had such a wonderful, fruity flavor up there. And, you know, bitter beers are just part of the part of the game. And you got to deal with them. And it didn't really turn me off. It's just something you got to be ready for. The uh, Michigan Brewing uh, Indie Paleo High Seas, High Seas IPA. Uh, we talked about how good that was. And uh, yeah, it's up there. The first four were all very good. I'm going to put the Double Crooked Tree, number four. I, I wanted a little more hoppy flavor tonight, you know. I was looking for a little more hoppy flavor. So, okay. and then the uh, the Dragon Mead uh, Sir Williams extra special bitter, a little diacetyl, a little little weird. Couldn't really figure out what was up with it, and uh, just uh, couldn't rank it any higher tonight. As Samuel L. Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, "Allow me to retort." <laughs> <laughs> My number one beer would be the Michigan Brewing Company High Seas Pale Ale. It came really close to Mad Candy. It was really, really good stuff. It had such great flavor to it, just all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a great smell to it, too. So, I mean, just really recommended. Get that stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, I would go next with, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Double Crooked Tree uh, IPA because... I thought this was going to be a barley wine. I mean, just for the aroma, it was barley wine. And then for the taste, it was double IPA. This is the thing I think you have to have fresh. I know they say age as well, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah, I think you're right. It'll go from being something that's pretty unique, pretty unique, being something that is, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go on. See, unique's not the right word I want to use. Something that is... Something that stands out to something that will get lost in the crowd if it turns into a barley wine. Yeah. So I think you're right. I would say drink that puppy fresh instead of age them. Or if you have two, try them both. Going to go with the Dry Hot Pale Ale from Founders third. Just because I think that the Hop Slam, a little too bitter at the end. You couldn't get around the bitterness? It was just too big for you? Bitter beer is just... Bitter beers that stick on your tongue just aren't my cup of tea, even though I've grown to appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. The other beers were better for me. And Dragon's Mead, yeah, I'm sorry. You're not an ESP. You can say you're an ESP all you want, but you're not an ESP to me. Contrarian Blowhard, right there, my friends. It's not just Contrarian Blowhard. It tastes this thing. It's not an ESB. There's ESBs I've had that have been very similar to that. Then that then those ESBs are not ESBs Fuller's either. is not the galaxy of ESBs. Fuller's is the best ESB. It's a good ESP, but there's other ones, too. Fuller's, to me, defines it. 
Fuller's is a very good ESP, but it's not the only one. And to me, something that I mean, I, I'm not saying that you can go that you can't go outside of Fuller's range. You can't okay. go a little bit hoppy or so a little bit malty. But after I'm we saying, clear up our fridge a little bit, we're gonna do an ESP head to smack. I would down. love to do an ESP show again. I love ESPs, but to me, it's just that beer just seems to be hoppy amber uh, American IPA. Not an ESB. Yeah, we're going to do an ESB throwdown. It's one of the best beers we can find. Are you kidding me? I want to do an ESB throwdown. Do it. Let's do it now. No, not right now. <laughs> it's late. It's a little late. But you understand my point. That's all I got. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Tune in next week when we'll... I think we're headed off to North Carolina next. Well, thank God. I mean, not that I don't love Michigan, but let's get another state in here. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. The theme music is Money or Time from The Lights Out. Email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com, or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash jeffbear and twitter.com slash gmwise. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Money or time, but you never get away.